This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Defense Health Agency is working to bring 721 military treatment facilities into its big old tent. The task is supposed to be finished this year. Even with a pause because of the pandemic, DHA says it's on track to finish that job. Less clear, though, is how the transition will affect TRICARE recipients. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni checked in with DHA's Assistant Director for Healthcare Administration, Dr. Brian Lean. The transition was put on pause at the, at the direction of the Office of the Secretary of Defense so that we could uh, more acutely focus on, on COVID. Our COVID response, uh, putting processes into place to respond to COVID, to set up testing, and ensure that we're able to protect the force, that we had the right posture and the right procedures in place. And then back in November, uh, they gave us the go-ahead uh, to uh, to resume the transition. Now, even during the pause, we were continuing to work on the transition, uh, but we weren't able to formally do the transition. Uh, so we were doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work of working with uh, markets and ensuring that the plan and the process was in place. And since November, we are almost complete with the next round of markets that are coming over to the Defense Health Agency as part of the transition. And Dr. Lean, could you remind us what that DHA transition will look like? As you know, we transferred the first four markets uh, back around this time last year when they came over to the Defense Health Agency. Those were the National Capital Region, the coastal Mississippi, uh, the Jacksonville area, and the central North Carolina area. And then the Wave 1 markets are our big inpatient military treatment facilities that are uh, mostly co-located with multi-services. So San Antonio, Tidewater, Hawaii, Puget Sound, and Colorado Springs, where we have Army, Navy, Army, Air Force, Army, Navy, Air Force, and uh, thousands of our beneficiary and thousands of our staff working in those areas. And so that's the next wave to come over. And then we're on track for uh, the wave two, which are the smaller markets, and then the small and standalone markets. And then the last markets that are going to be coming over because they're the most complex are going to be our uh, two overseas markets, the one in uh, Europe. We're transitioning Hawaii right now as a multi-service market, but then that will transition over from being uh, one of the multi-service markets to actually be the market in charge of the Indo-Pacific area. Um, and so that's from a transition of the MTF and, and the markets um, coming over to us. I'm going to parse this out a little bit because it can get confusing. So first of all, you are taking over the military treatment facilities from the military services. Secondly, you're sort of right-sizing the marketplaces in the sense that you're trying to figure out what TRICARE beneficiaries need to be offloaded into the private sector and not necessarily use the military treatment facilities as their main areas for healthcare. In the past, you've said that could be about 200,000 TRICARE recipients. However, that's something that you're reconsidering, especially now because of COVID. The National Defense Authorization Act of, of 2017 really is what established this whole transition, both, as you said, how we transition the current military treatment facilities 
um, from underneath the services to underneath a, a shared responsibility underneath the Defense Health Agency, but also there were other subsections of that National Defense Authorization Act that asked us to look at should we close or downsize or open only to active duty or go from an inpatient facility to an outpatient facility in certain markets. And so a lot of that work was done in response to that, but then that all got put on hold because of COVID. So what happened during that pause during COVID and and what did you learn from that? COVID, we learned a lot. And the markets uh, in some of the areas changed significantly. Just like you saw in the newspaper and elsewhere, a lot of providers closed up their doors and a lot of access went away in certain of the markets. We lost uh, not the Department of Defense, but the United States lost a lot of hospitals and hospital capability, especially in some smaller communities where it couldn't support those uh, hospitals uh, in terms of financial uh, because the patients weren't coming. From the MTF transition we talked about, from the market transition, we went back, uh, we were directed in this year's National Defense Authorization Act, the one that was uh, published for 2021, to go back and relook all of those findings that we made from the 2017 requirement and go back and, and relook. And so we're in the middle of doing that right now. Were the assumptions and the facts that we found in 2017 still true? Do the communities still have the capability to take care of our people? Do the communities downsize? Do the communities get bigger, but their hospitals didn't get bigger? And so we're working through all of that right now. But COVID taught us a tremendous amount. It also really energized and developed a lot of synergies between our local MTFs and the markets. Every day in many of our markets, they were having conversations with the leaders of the civilian healthcare organizations about bed status, about treatment capabilities, um, ICU status, emergency room status, bed status. And we, we were sharing through our managed care support contractor Uh, the bed status information of what we have within our hospitals so that we could be part of uh, what's called the defense support to civil authorities, but how we could be potentially available. And in many of the communities, we help the communities by offloading TRICARE beneficiaries that were admitted into a downtown hospital back into our facilities to open up the downtown hospital to take care of the, the, the civilian population. And we did a lot of that in, in San Antonio and uh, Fort Bragg uh, in El Paso with Fort Bliss and, and several other areas uh, where we worked hand in hand with the community and with the managed care support contractor to move our people in. So I think COVID um, actually made us interrelate even more with our civilian partners and allowed us to share a lot of information, both in their bed capacity and capability, their ventilatory capacity and capability, as well as ours. Dr. Brian Lean, Assistant Director for Healthcare Administration at the Defense Health Agency, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.